All right, welcome everybody to the Pick 6 Podcast. Your guest hosts are back, filling in for Will Brinson once again. I am Adam Azer with Jamie Eisenberg. Hello, Jamie. Hello, Adam. All right, we got a special guest, Jamie. You lined up something awesome. We've got Dallas Cowboys wide receiver Deontay Thompson, a fellow Florida Gator, a fellow of, of Jamie's, that is. Deontay, thank you so much for coming on. How you doing, man? I'm doing great, man. I can't complain. How you guys doing? Hey, we're doing great. We're doing great, and uh, we're looking forward to the start of the season. Dallas Cow—I mean, it's a while away, but camps are, are opening up. So I'm going to ask you about the Cowboys first, though. Why don't you tell us about uh, the camp that you're going to be hosting next month, the DT Prime Camp? Yeah, um, it's uh, July 7th. We'll be in Belgrade, Florida. Uh, last year, we had over uh, 300 kids participate. Uh, it's a 707 tournament we do with the local high schools. First place price is two thousand um, dollars. Want everyone to come out, man. It's gonna be a great event. Um, a lot of the kids enjoyed themselves last year, man. I'm so I'm excited this year to get back out there. Okay, if you are interested in this, dtprime6.com. dtprime6.com. Take a look. Let's talk football, Deontay. Dallas Cowboys. This is a great opportunity for you. You know, you you really had a nice year with the Bills in 11 games, 430 yards and a touchdown. Uh, what do you think your role yeah. can be on Dallas with uh, with their receiving core? Uh, I mean, I think I have a significant role, man. You know, just to make big plays. You know, they know what I could do. I take the top off the off the offense. You know, take top off defense. So, I think we're excited, man. It's gonna be a great opportunity, like you say. It's a great opportunity for me. I can't wait, man. It's just gonna be fun, and, and everything is going great. Deontay, how much do you pay attention to the uh, the the national narrative of Des being gone and this receiving core not being, you know, as good as maybe it was a year ago? Jason Witten retiring as well. Does that kind of something you guys have sort of taken as a chip on your shoulder? And does it, you know, in essence, piss you off a little bit? Because you know what you can do. Nobody knows really what Michael Gallup and Cedric Wilson can do. Uh, obviously, Cole Beasley's an established guy. Terrence Williams is an established guy. Do you think people are sort of overlooking you guys as a unit and, and what you're capable of doing? I'm definitely, uh, I, I feel like they're definitely looking over us, man. But, you know, that's the way to be. You know, that's, I guess, a chance to surprise everybody. Surprise everybody. But it's going to be good, man. I mean, to be honest, we really don't even discuss that stuff, even in the receiver room. Where, like, no one really, we rarely talk about it. But I know in everyone's heart, they don't, they hear it. I hear it. I don't even have social media like that, and I hear the stuff they say that people say. But I feel like we know that we got a chip on our shoulder, and we have we had a discussion in October, November. You've obviously been been around the league a while. You play with a lot of guys. Uh, what do you see in in the early stages from from Michael uh, Gallup as a rookie, and, and sort of what his potential could be? He's gonna be great. He's gonna be a great player in this league, man. He he's getting better every day. He's just stacking days, man. He's learning. Um, he's a great kid. Hey, the sky's the limit for him. How would you compare Dak Prescott to Tyrod Taylor? Um, <laughs> how would I compare them? Yeah, are they similar? Would it, they? Um, they definitely, they both, they both gonna take that shot. I can say that about both of those guys. They're gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna take a shot down the field. Dak definitely looking to take the top off, so that's one thing I can say they comparable with. Yeah, I'm sure you're still kind of learning, right? I mean, what's what, what's it like being a cowboy right now? Man, it's great. I love it. I love it, man. You know, this American team is good, man. <laughs> I, I love everything that come with it, so I'm excited. <laughs> Uh, I, I, I'm sure you are. I mean, it, it is a uh, you know an exciting time and, and a tough division. 
Uh, you got the Super Bowl champs yeah. there. You got a lot of rivalries. That's what the best part about the NFC East is, man. You got great rivalries. All four teams kind of hate each other. Uh, which rivalry, if any, are you specifically looking forward to this year? Um, I'm really looking forward to all three of them. Um, you know, growing up, I was a Cowboy fan, so I used to do all all three of those games. Uh, just the Eagles, Washington, and the Giants. You know, that's um, that's like a rivalry for the Cowboys when you grow up a fan. So I'm excited for all three of them. So you say you grew up a, a Cowboys fan. What was the decision like to go to Dallas, and and what's it like now to tell your buddies, you know, uh, back home, you know, tell tell your your family, you know, obviously everybody knows the Cowboys, the the, the star on the helmet. What, what's that like? It's it's different, man. You know, it's especially for people that know me, uh, know me from a child. You know, they uh, most of them excited for me because they know I was a big Cowboy fan, and they know it's living the dream, man. God has been. Amazing. So, so you were you were what? Uh, I, I guess just based on your age, you were what the the Aikman Emmett Irvin Cowboys, right? Yeah, Dion, I mean, man, yeah, Dion, them all them Irvin, Irvin boys. That's 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 what got me. That's my first team. That's got me into football. Watching those boys back early night, well, ninety ninety four, ninety five. That's when I first got into football around that time. So. And you obviously, uh, you know, you mentioned, you know, Bell Glades, you're a South Florida guy. Have you got a chance to talk to Michael Irvin at all prior to, you know, coming to Dallas? Or have you talked to him since signing with the team? And, and what have those conversations been like? No, I haven't talked to him yet. I haven't got a chance to talk to him. No. Okay. Is that something you think you want to do? I mean, just given what his history has been with the Cowboys and, and obviously what maybe he can help you out in any regard or, or you know, just uh, be, a, uh, be a voice? Yeah, definitely, definitely always try to get some insight from a guy like that. He's a legend, so. Any insight you could get from him is a, is a blessing. So, being you know you've been around the league, you've, you've definitely experienced different atmospheres. I wanted to know what you thought if you've been following it, what people are saying about the New England Patriots. And you you played for Buffalo last year, and there's just been some talk about hey the Patriots they don't have any fun, and then they say hey winning's fun. Uh, do you think it's would you want to play for a, a coach like Belichick, a franchise like the Patriots? Um, I mean, who won? They winning. Right. I mean, and this game is all about winning. So, and they doing that, and they doing a, they doing a hell of a job at it. So, they doing everything right. Whatever they doing is working. I mean, we all outside looking in. We really don't know what's going on inside there. I don't feel like it's no fun. It's got to be a lot of fun. You win the Super Bowl, so. See, Deontay, got to understand, Adam's a, a, a hurricane. He comes from the University of Miami. He doesn't know winning like like you do, being a Florida Gator, That's right. winning the <laughs> national championship. So he, he doesn't understand because you know his um, his glory days were way before he got to the University of Miami. So you've actually experienced being a national champion. So you know what it's like to win a championship, and something I'm sure you're hopeful of doing again when you get you know with the Cowboys in this year in the NFL. Oh yeah, most definitely, the most definitely. But Adam, yeah, see, you got to know what that winning feel like. It ain't nothing like it. That's all the fun in the world. I know what it feels like. I got a, I got a turnover chain. That's I know what winning feels like. You you know the turnover <laughs> chain is cool. Like no, everybody likes the turnover uh, chain. Oh yeah, yeah I like that. I like that saying. That was swaggy. I definitely <laughs> had a lot of a lot of sauce on that. Yeah, we we were looking at the the 2008 college football team, the the Gators that you were on, the the national championship team. Man. There was a lot of talent yeah. on that team. That was just awesome. I mean, you yeah. had Cam Newton on that team. Um, 
about yeah, the, of course it was Tebow. Yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go on. Just talk talk about the collection of of players that you were surrounded by under Urban Meyer there in 2008 and, and beyond. I'll tell people that's one of the best teams I ever played on in my life, man. Them, them guys, man. And then you know the closeness, the, the closeness that we had as a group, was, it was un, unmatchable, man. But it was, we had some talent, man. I mean, the, from '06, uh, '06, '07, and '08, those three recruiting classes, right? That was in, insane. When you go back and look at it, all the guys from Cam Newton, and, let's go on. Yeah, it goes, it goes on. Yeah, Percy Harvin, Aaron Hernandez, just yeah, incredible. Yeah, Aaron Hernandez, Tebow, Pouncey Twins, Joe Hay, Denard Jr. Right, we didn't even get to defense. <laughs> I mean, just incredible teams for sure. I'm yeah. just, I'm making Jamie yeah. like blush over there. Sorry. Uh, oh, I mean, you know, that's, uh, Deontay, it was, uh, I, I graduated in, um, in, in 98, so it was a little bit past when I was there. I okay. was there for, for Werfel and, and, and Spurrier and, and the first one, but, um, Okay. Uh, just a quick, quick story. I was, uh, on my honeymoon when you guys won the, the, the title. So I was at a Gator bar in Hawaii Whoa. watching you guys win that championship. So it was, uh, it was certainly a lot of fun. Um, and, uh, I'm, I'm sure it's probably more fun for you though. However, <laughs> um, I did have a, a, another, another Cowboys question for you. So I know you're just learning, you know, the, the offense and, and all those things. Have you, from what you saw from what Dallas did last year or in the first two years with Dak, have you seen sort of a uh, – is it sort of, you know, a rinse, wash, repeat, doing the same type of things? Or are you guys installing a lot of new stuff just because of the personnel change, especially at your position, given the turnover there at that spot? Uh, I don't know exactly what they was doing before, but what I can say is uh, – to talk about what we're doing now is uh, – I mean, we really give him an offense, man. The guy's a great leader. I didn't know he was such a verbal leader, man, but he's he's a – He's a special player, you know what I mean. He's going to he he just getting started in this league, so he's going he's going to do some big things. You're talking about Dak. He's going to do some big things. Dak, yeah. Yeah. So so just watching him and and sort of how he goes about things, he's he's taking. I mean, you know, because Dez was such a big voice, Jason was such a big presence, you know, just from his veteran leadership. You're seeing this is this is now Dak's team. Yeah, most definitely, man. That's what I get. You know, being here for three months now. It's definitely that, you know. He's the guy on the offense, man. Everybody believes in him, and, and he's the leader on, on the offense side of the ball. So, well, Deontay, look, I know we, we'd love to have you on for longer. I know you got to go. You're a busy man. We really appreciate you carving out some time. And uh, look, yeah, save, save the date. I'll see you August 31st, 2019, in Orlando, UFUM. Uh, we'll, we'll tear it up, man. Okay. <laughs> All right, cool, man. You have a good one, man. Okay. All right, good luck, Thank Deontay. We appreciate it. Show. Thank you very much, right. Deontay Thompson. All right, good stuff from Deontay Thompson. Jamie, thank you for lining that interview up. Very, uh, very helpful. Very informative stuff for the Cowboys fans out there. Yeah, I think, look, you know, the, the, the interesting thing that, uh, that I like to hear, you know, that Dak is taking control of his team. Clearly, it's, it's his time. Uh, third year in, no more personalities to get in his way. If if that was the case, uh, I, I think a lot of people will say Ezekiel Elliott may be the focal point on offense, but they're only going to go as far as uh, as Dak takes him. And then the other thing is clearly he's you know comes from a great university and, and has uh, yeah. had a lot of success, you know, which is important. Oh, seriously though, that that Gators team was ridiculous. Oh six was like a nice story. I don't really know how they won the national championship that year because that was not Tebow, right? It was like that wasn't Chris Leak. 
I know Tebow was on the team, but he wasn't their quarterback. Tebow was a freshman. Yeah. That was the, that was the origination of the jump pass. Right. I was, I was at, I was, was I at that game? I was at the Georgia Florida game and I was at the SEC championship game. Who the hell was the quarterback that year? Was it Leak? Chris Leak. Yeah, yep. it was Chris, Chris Leak. Leak. Uh, but 08 was, was just like Tebow at Juggernaut. his best. Yep. And, yeah, ridiculous. Um, and as far as Thompson goes on the Cowboys, like, yeah, he's not going to put up huge numbers, but take the top off of defense. They need, they're going to need that. I mean, look, I, I think when I asked him the question, I, I left out Alan Hearns. Obviously, he's a big part of this as well. You, um, you would do that to a hurricane like Alan Hearns. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> of, of all people. Um, I think it's an interesting receiving core. If Michael Gallup can be not obviously what that any of those rookies were in, in 2014, because that's not fair. You know, he's not going to be Beckham or Evans or, you know, even Kelvin Benjamin. Um, but if he could be a threat and be, you know, uh, uh, a touchdown guy like Dez was or, or, or you know, a, a, a decent yardage guy, um, the thing that they're lacking is a number one. They have a bunch of twos and threes, if not threes and fours. Um, and so Deontay Thompson's a role player, as he you know, sort of alluded to. He knows what his role is. Um, and he'll be he'll be fun to watch. And obviously, you know, we talked about yesterday. We we deal a lot with fantasy football. He's not somebody that's going to be very fantasy relevant, but he'll be one of those best ball type receivers that you could take with a late round pick, just given the fact that he's going to a a team that has an um uh you know wide open receiving core. And certainly, we'll talk about him at at points during the season as a waiver wire guy in deeper leagues. All right, so we got some more topics to get to on the Pick Six podcast, and guest hosts all week. They're not going to be as good as us, but you know what? That's okay. That's all right. Uh, we've got a cool article from Jason Lockenfora where he gives an over-under on how many games each rookie quarterback will start. So I'll give you the over-under, Jamie, and you tell me over or under. Is that how that works? Yeah. It's, yeah. Okay. Or, or you can tie. You know, you can say, like, tie. Gotcha. Uh, Baker Mayfield, eight games starting this year, over-under for the Browns. Under. Under eight. Seven games he's going to start. Baker Mayfield. So Jason says some might think this is low, given the Browns won only one game in the last two seasons. Um, but, yeah, of course they have Tyrod Taylor. All right, so you're taking the under. Baker Mayfield will start seven games. I like this roster. I really do. And I think Tyrod Taylor, look, he uh, he took the Bills to the playoffs last year. Um, we know about the Nate Peterman fiasco. We should have asked Deontay Thompson about that one. I um, would, Yeah, that was like the quote. The, Question that got cut that I wanted to ask him. Yeah, um, you know, who knows what he would have said about that in, in regard to, uh, to Peterman and, and that decision. But Tyrod Taylor, look, he's, he's been serviceable. And I, I think with, um, probably the most talent around him that he's ever had, I, I think the Bills are going to be competitive early on. All right. I mean, the Browns, excuse me. The, the Browns, Browns yeah, yeah. The, uh, Sam Darnold over under is six games for Sam Darnold and the Jets. Over. Seven games also for him. Uh, Josh McCown will get hurt invariably at some point. That's just what happens to him. And Darnold will get thrown in there. But Teddy Bridgewater's a wild card, though. If Bridgewater's playing well in practice, you wonder if they'll give him the first shot. Yeah, he is a wild card there. And I think it would make sense for them to try to get some trade value out of Teddy Bridgewater. Agreed. Also, Tim Darnold, I think, is only 20 years old, so he's got a, a hopefully a long time left in the NFL. The Jets' buy is week 11. Sometimes, you know, you get a guy, you get a quarterback change during the bye week. Jets buy is week 11. The Browns buy is week 11. That's weird. All right, let's go to the Bills. They took Josh Allen, seventh overall. JLC sets the over-under on starts for Josh Allen. Well, what would you set it at? Let's have fun with that. What would you set it at? Ten. He's got it at nine. 
Yep, I think he plays a lot. I mean, look, AJ McCarron is a uh, career backup for a reason. You know, um, the fact that he never was able to uh, outperform Andy Dalton says something to me because we know Dalton's had his struggles. So I, I think that uh, that Josh Allen is going to end up playing a lot, and he probably should because they need to find out if he's he's the guy early on. I, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna blow your mind right now. The Bills the Bills also have a week eleven bye. Wow, so all the rookie quarterbacks. Yeah. That's in week very strange. Uh okay, let's see who's next. Cardinals, week eleven bye. Do they? No. No, they have a week nine bye. Okay. The Cardinals bye is week nine. They took Josh Rosen with the tenth overall pick. And uh JLC where where would you set your over under? Sixteen. <laughs> you think he starts? I think he starts one? all season. Yep. Really? Okay. Well, JLC sets it at five games. Way over. Apparently. I don't. I mean, look, Sam Bradford. I know they gave him twenty million dollar contract. He can't stay healthy, man. Okay, but he's yeah. gonna. I mean, let's assume. He, let's give him a little credit. He can be healthy for week one. I think Josh Rosen will play the most as a rookie of all the quarterbacks. Okay. And then Baltimore. Has a week ten buy. Does anybody have like an early buy this year? My goodness. <laughs> and uh what's your yeah, order? Uh, the Patriots, the Packers, uh the Seahawks, oh, all the teams right. with quarterbacks don't have problems. What's your over under on starts for Lamar Jackson? Three. He's got it at one. Yeah, I mean I, I don't expect him and I, I would have taken the under. I don't expect him to play much this year. Continuing the conversation that we had on the Fantasy Football Today podcast that we just recorded. I say the Steelers have an easier no, I say the Steelers win the AFC North by more games than the Rams win the NFC West. And Jamie, I mean, you're probably right. I, I just, I, I can see the Rams running away with that division too. You know, um, I think Seattle is a 500 team. I think the Cardinals are a 500 team, and I think the 49ers are a 10 win team. What you think the 49ers are a 10 win team? At best, yeah. At best, yeah. That's a lot of wins. I'm not sure they're getting there. I'll tell you the the most wrong thing you've said all day. The Cardinals, the Cardinals are not going 500. They were a 500 team last year. They're going to win four games. I'll take the over. They're What's terrible. our bet? <laughs> I, I don't know. If the winner gets to break the loser's nose with a softball. Uh, no, but uh, you are very, very, very fond of your hair, and you are very, very fond of my hair. You have a terrific so. hair. So, loser of this bet will shave their head. It'll oh, be the okay. Off season. I, oh, well, what's what? the actual bet? That the Cardinals win more than four games. Okay. They, no, I'm not doing that. Six why? games? No, you said four games. You took eight. I'm just, why don't we just make the bet less than eight? The bet less than eight? Yeah, why don't we just I'm make not, the I'm bet not, I'm with... not that confident. Okay, I'm well. Confident <laughs> you said four, huh? <laughs> to me, that, that's a more reasonable bet. Yeah, the things that let's, I say let's, and things let's, that I mean. Let's need. take a look what, what Vegas has met. Okay. Gosh, how did they go 500 last year? They're just awful. Are you looking up there, Vegas over-under? Yep. Okay. Eight and eight. Wow. All right. So according to Achark, they are five and a half. Yeah, they're not winning eight games. Come on, son. How many? How, so how do they five, do? Five and a half. Loser saves their head. Then that'd be completely bald. I mean, I'll shave like a little strip in the back or something. No. I'll shave a J in the back. Uh, alright, let's do that. 
Okay. Is you this, save a J, I'll save an A. This is an extremely unofficial bet. So I'm taking under five oh. and a half, and you're taking you're over? Taking, I'm taking over five and a half. God, well, that doesn't seem very fair. You, you predicted eight. All right, next topic. You predicted four. I know, we're, but we're, I, we're... you got more leeway than I do. All right, so uh, Jamie can empathize with uh, with Clay Matthews, who broke his nose in a charity softball game. Um, yes, that injury, I did not um, have the same injury. So to, uh, to I guess, fill people in who don't know, uh, Clay Matthews was pitching. I do know, not know who was hitting. Was it Devontae Adams? Somebody uh, was hitting and just ripped the ball it, right at his face. It was Danny Trevathan. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yes, Clay Matthews was targeted and, um, broke his nose. Um, I believe he's going to be fine for mini camp or certainly by training camp. Um, so what Adam is referring to is I twice in the last, uh, I guess five years broke a finger playing softball. One was not so bad. I broke the metacarpal on my, uh, right hand, both times doing the same thing, reaching, running in, reaching for uh, a, a fly ball, trying to stick my offhand in because I am right-handed. So my gloves on my left hand and the ball hit off my hand on the first time. The second time hit off my pinky and that one, which I thought was, Oh, it's just, uh, it's just jammed. I'll just go uh, have somebody, you know, pull it out. Um, thankfully I thought, I thought better than that. I'm like, you know, probably not just jammed. I went to the hospital. They're like, no, that's bad, buddy. You're going to have to have some surgery. So two surgeries later on my pinky, uh, here we are. And, um, yeah, uh, softball injuries. Yeah. So, Okay, so I was playing softball like a year ago was the last time I did any physical activity. And my friend did what you did. You know, he comes in for like a sinking fly ball. I won't call it a line drive, a sinking fly ball. And he, he's a righty. He's got the glove on the left hand. He's got the glove kind of like, you know, facing up. And he puts his right hand in as the ball's getting there. And of course he hit his friggin' hand with the ball, the ball hit his hand. You guys know why you have a glove, right? You don't have to do that. Why would you do that? Well, I know you were a backup goalie on your high school team, <laughs> yeah. and you um, never played, and as you just alluded to. Oh, I played. Um, sports sports uh, is escaping you as an adult. You are uh, world-renowned as a Thanksgiving flag football player. Yeah, you're selling me short on kickball. That's what I'm renowned for. Oh, I'm sorry. Great yes, kickball, kickball as well. Um, but you're taught to you know use two hands when you catch the ball. And so no. I think for me at least, and I'm sure for your buddy, uh, sometimes the instincts get in the way. I don't uh, think you should. I don't think you're taught that. You are. Why? Would you it's be funny. That? It's funny you say that because my son, who's uh, just turned six, and um, is a uh, world-renowned t-ball player, um, <laughs> he's actually being being coached by Mo Vaughn, which is a very cool experience. Oh, that's uh, cool. But uh, he's still in the process of learning how to turn his glove uh, from catching like basket catches to catching over his head. And he wants to squeeze the glove with the second hand behind him. And I'm trying to get his offhand away from the glove. So I'm trying to teach him incorrectly before I teach him correctly. So, That's a good point. Yeah, because you do you do put the the offhand behind the glove and squeeze. Yeah, when you're a kid. But nobody does that when you grow up. You can't do that anymore. You can break your pinky playing right. softball. We got to right. I, I will, though, I will say as uh, um, uh, someone who um, – is on camera for a living. I'm glad that I broke my pinky and not my yeah. face. So I, I feel bad for Clay Matthews. Yeah, yeah. It's not your face that they care about, though. It's you know, it's your analysis. You can do that with, well, any, with any face. Uh, uh, so that was supposed to be a dig. I don't know if it worked. I didn't really, <laughs> I didn't really land that. Yeah, there, there's a reason you're not doing any more camera. Yeah. <laughs> Sixth, uh, our last topic for today is Odell Beckham Jr. And he was not. I've heard of him. You know him? 
I've heard of him. Yes. Yeah, he he pretty good softball player himself. Absent from OTAs on Monday, and still you know in a contract dispute. What are your expectations for one of the three greatest wide receivers in NFL history, Odell Beckham Jr.? Wow. Nah, so nah. it's Jerry Rice, Randy Moss, and no. Odell Beckham. It's Jerry Rice, Calvin Johnson, and then eventually Odell Beckham. <laughs> uh, the stupid argument again. Jordan versus LeBron. Um, my expectations are that he's going to play out the 2018 season, uh, 16 games, and be a dominant wide receiver again. I mean, with, no... with a brand new contract. Uh, maybe. I mean, look, he, uh, I believe if he, he could get the franchise tag next year, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I'm right. pretty sure. So they have him under control for, you know, at least a few more years. Um, uh, whether he has a contract or not, he's going to be, be fine. I, I think the Giants are going to actually surprise some teams, uh, surprise the NFL, be one of the teams in the mix for, for playoffs and, and maybe win that division. Um, I don't think Philadelphia's going to run away with it like a lot of people think. And, you know, if you're, if you want to put, uh, I know you're you're a jaded Giants fan at this point, but if you want to put the no, um, no. Eagles running away with the division, I will gladly take that bet from you. What's the bet? That, that the Eagles are not going to have a wide margin of victory in the division. Well, it's the weirdest division. I don't think I think it's almost 15 years since a team has won the division back to back years. I it was the McNabb Eagles. I don't know which year it happened. Um, it just never ever happens in the NFC. Probably when Dan Marino was playing 28 years ago. <laughs> Uh, would you commit, say, five years, $80 million to Odell Beckham? Yes. You know, look, there's an argument against it. He's kind of a pain in the butt. I mean, look, I, I love Beckham, I, I think. I think he's unbelievable. But the antics, I shouldn't say he's a pain in the butt. I don't know that he's a pain in the butt. From what but, I gather, it seems like his teammates really like him. From a media it, perspective, it could be a little bit of a pain in the butt. It, it's the same thing that happens with any player in any sport. When your team is doing well, there's a level of things that you get, that you put up with, and what goes from he's, he's a fun personality to he's a headache. You know, was he, was there any real issue with him before the boat situation when they were going to the playoffs? Yeah, a little bit. I, th- when he... But nothing, nothing like it was last year. Well, no, nothing like last year, but you know, you had him kneeling and proposing to the net, and that was uh, last year. No, that was two years ago when they beat the Ravens. That was 2016. He had that long touchdown against the Ravens to win. So the net thing was two years ago. Yeah, when he when he beat it up. He beat it up, and then weeks later he proposed to it. Yeah, but but they were winning, so you know like you said it wasn't as big of a deal the boat thing was a big deal and then he played he played pretty poorly against the packers but that wasn't just him though that was the entire receiving crew. right right it was um the boat thing was was a big story it's almost like you know is is what he does such a big deal probably not but it's the media attention that comes with it that's a big deal sure and and now it's all being blown up because of what happened in the you know the 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 video um you know about whatever he had in the bed with him but um yeah right i i i think you're looking at it like like one guy I think that that could be not even want to go there but you know you have uh it's the nature of the position Chad Johnson considered a a, a diva wide receiver because he he talked about now he never had any problems off the field but well not not yes he did oh I'm sorry at the end of his career yeah, yes, yeah. I, I apologize the situation with the Dolphins when he was with Cincinnati no problems uh T O one of the best receivers of all time finally getting in the Hall of Fame Randy Moss 
issues. I mean, th- that's just the nature of what these guys do. You know, it, I think if you're going to be at a, a high level athlete, sometimes there are things that go along with it. And he's just one of those guys. Yeah. It's interesting. It's a lot of money to pay a wide receiver and we still have not seen an elite wide receiver carry a team to a Super Bowl championship. Yeah, but Randy Moss, that 2007 season was 23 touchdowns and the Patriots went undefeated until the Giants beat them. Yeah, but they, they also had the best quarterback in NFL history. You know, and, and Julio Jones almost got there. Matt Ryan had his MVP year. We just haven't seen, we haven't seen evidence that that position is super valuable. Okay, so just looking at it while we're on this topic. So here are the highest paid wide receivers right now. Antonio Brown. Are they a Super Bowl contender? Contender, yeah. Have they won it? No, I'm just saying. They're yeah, a contender, they're a contender right? sure. And they certainly Mike aren't Evans. without him. Mike Evans? No, they're not a contender. DeAndre Hopkins? Uh, I, I guess no, they could be asleep. Right. No, they're in the same conversation as Tampa Bay. Um, Sammy Watkins with the Chiefs now? Nah, he's overpaid. He's overpaid, but they're, they're, you know, team that could compete. Uh, Jarvis Landry, AJ Green, Devontae Adams, Julio Jones, those two guys are. Demaryius Thomas, no. Allen Robinson, no. T.Y. Hilton, you know, so these are the guys that are the highest paid receivers right now. So of these guys, there's maybe what, five that we can talk about? As what, being on contenders? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, it's, it's kind of a tough conversation because like Matthew Stafford's one of the highest paid quarterbacks and he's not on a Super Bowl contender, probably not. Uh, it's just a matter of when they get paid. But committing to Beckham for five years and eighty million dollars, which is probably like ballpark, what that's only sixteen million a year. It'd probably be even more than that. Well, no, because the highest paid guy right now at average salary is Antonio Brown. That's the list I would. And he's at like seventeen, right? He's at seventeen with uh, nineteen guaranteed. So I guarantee, if I think it's it's, I think it's starting at seventeen for Beckham, and then I think it's probably starting at more than that. Yeah. Okay. So it's five years and ninety million dollars, or something like that. It's a lot to commit at wide receiver. Um, All right, Jamie. Good stuff on the Pick 6 podcast. Thanks a lot to Deontay Thompson. Can't wait for Will to get back and keep crushing it on this show. Thanks for listening, everybody. Tell your friends. We'll talk to you. There'll be another episode tomorrow with Dave Richard. See ya. Bye.